back to another episode of the Between Poles podcast. My name is Robbie, and this is the Pacific Ocean behind me. More specifically, it's the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Costa Rica. That's right, we've successfully traversed down California, Mexico, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, and now... Only three countries to go. Costa Rica, Panama, and you know, I think there's actually Grand Cayman too. I forgot about that. Dial your compasses in to north, 9 degrees, 40 minutes by west, 85 degrees, 26 minutes. It is so hot down here. It's another hot day. Yesterday was a hot day. The day before that was a hot day. And I'm here just to say that I don't like the heat at all. I think I want to be very clear about that. A lot of people confuse heat and try and differentiate between different types of heat. You hear a lot of people from California say, oh, well, it's dry heat. It's not so bad. Well, guess what? I disagree with you wholeheartedly. I think the heat in Los Angeles is terrible. I think the heat down here in Costa Rica is terrible. I think the heat in Uzbekistan was terrible. I think the heat in Washington, D.C. in August is terrible. I thought the heat in Joshua Tree was terrible. I think the heat when I was driving through Texas was terrible. I even think that Boston in the summertime got really awfully hot. There was moist heat. There's dry heat. There's sunny heat. There's heat in the shade. There's heat from saunas. I'm done with heat in every capacity in every aspect of the word. Whoever tells you that two different types of heat are different than one another just doesn't know what they're talking about. Because as somebody who's relatively well world traveled, I feel confident to say that heat sucks. And when it's too hot, it just sucks. When you're too cold, you could put on a jacket. They make hats. There's a winterwear industry. They make space heaters. They make things to keep you warm. When you're too hot, there's nothing you can do. I put this shirt on for the podcast. I don't wear it when I'm not filming this, okay? I haven't worn a shirt in three weeks. I can't take off any more clothes. I'm just hot, and I'm just sweating, and it's terrible, and I want it to stop. I want it to stop, man. So, yeah, that's it on the heat (laughs) for today. The lucky thing is... um, Round about after 6 p.m., it gets a little cold like it is now. And when I say a little cold, I just mean you stop sweating when you're stationless. Like, it, it's, it's an oppressive type of heat when you are not moving, not exercising. You're just breathing and existing, and you're sweating through yourself. Down there, where I sit here, you have to move from side to side because if you sit here for 15 minutes during the day, the cushion becomes wet and moist and gross with your sweat, so you have to go to the other side of the bench. And then in 15 minutes, that becomes wet and hot and sweaty, and it's and you just have to go somewhere else. There's no really no good type of good heat out here. It's day four that we're on the ocean change the subject real quick and it feels a little long you know four days is about the edge of where I guess you could say I'm comfortable with we have about another day to go before we get to Golfito which is the next port we're docking at in Costa Rica and 
if I was planning a cruise, a pleasure cruise, I think I'd stop probably every two to three days. Every two days would be awesome. Three days is okay. Four days gets a little long. The fact that we're not stopping, we have another overnight tomorrow. It's, you know, it just, it's a long time to not see any land or boats or people. We had some avian friends who landed on the front of the bow yesterday, but if you're counting the amount of things you've seen uh, and birds are included in that list, you haven't seen very many things. <laughs> I want you to think about how many birds you've seen today. If you've been outside or in a city or anywhere, exactly how many birds you've seen today. You want to know how many birds I've seen today? Exactly two. I can count them. And you want to know how I know it was two? Because they were the only other living things besides the people on this boat that I've seen today. The reason we're going to Golfito and not uh, and we haven't pulled over already is because the Costa Rican import process sucks. And quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned, Costa Rica sucks. Now, I don't want to offend anybody from Costa Rica, and I'm sure it's a beautiful place. Haven't set foot on land there yet, so take that with it. Take everything I'm about to say with a grain of salt. But I'm just not a huge fan of Costa Rica. We... We're supposed to get to Panama this Friday, and I was going to see my girlfriend, Sophia, who was going to fly down for the trip and spend the weekend with us as we transited the Panama Canal. And unfortunately, due to the Costa Rican customs process, we are now delayed four days, and I'm going to miss Panama, and I'm going to miss my girlfriend. So I'm in a pretty bad mood at the Costa Rican government, and I'm sure that has no reflection on the people, but for now, until I'm proven otherwise, and I'm, I'm very open, Costa Rica can get bent, okay? All we wanted to do there was stop for gas. We left Chiapas, and it was about a 10-day sail down to Panama, which we could have done given the proper wind, but there hasn't been much wind the past few days, so we've had to burn a lot of fuel. We have started using our reserve tanks of fuel, and it's to the point now where we have to stop, and we have to stop somewhere in Costa Rica. Costa Rica doesn't let you stop for fuel and be on your merry way. If you dock anywhere in Costa Rica, at any port, you must check your boat into the country, go through customs, check everybody on the boat into the country, and check your boat out of the country. Oh, Robbie, that's so simple. That's only three things. No, it's, it is three things, but it's three things with a lot of steps. You got to get a lot of signatures from a lot of people that do not work in places that are close together. All the forms are in Spanish, and in order to check your boat in, you must pay taxes to the Costa Rican government, and in order to check your boat out, you must pay taxes. I get a visitor's fee. I mean, sporting events charge cars to park their cars in their lots, you know. Governments charge their taxes citizens taxes to use their social services so i get you bring a boat in you got to pay a little money what doesn't make sense to me is having to pay money to leave the country now all the central american governments have gotten together and decided they're going to do this and i don't know if it's the same for foreign boats going into the united states i just know about this case because this is the case i'm currently living if we were to leave 
Costa Rica without paying the $500 exit fee. And we got to Panama and Panama saw in our paperwork that we left Costa Rica without paying the exit fee. They could then send us back to Costa Rica or they could get Costa Rican Costa Rica on the line and issue us a heavy fine. So you can't get around it. Which I, I just think that's, I mean, you know, yeah, I guess in the world of luxury catamarans, nobody's really not going to have the money. But what if you landed in Costa Rica and you didn't have the money to leave? What would you do? I don't know. It's $500 to enter. It's $500 to exit. These are approximate. It's about $1,000 for an agent. So all of the sudden, a simple gas stop turns into a $2,000 expedition to a country we didn't even want to visit. So yeah, Costa Rica can get bent, primarily because I can't see my Sofia, and secondarily because this coast, this check-in process is outrageous. Again, I don't know anybody from Costa Rica, and I've never even seen, I'm just starting to see the edge of the land of Costa Rica, and I know nothing about uh, the country, the customs, the food. I know they speak Spanish, but, so take all that with a grain of salt. But I think it's fair to say, because if you go to a restaurant and you order a dish and the dish sucks, you're going to leave and tell everybody the restaurant sucked. Yeah, I'm sure there was 20 other things on the menu, but you didn't eat those 20 things. So if, if you could do that, why can't I just say that Costa Rica sucks? Oh, my, my only experience with Costa Rica has been that they're overcharging us for gas <laughs> to be short and sweet and this whole process takes about 72 hours which is going to keep me from seeing my girlfriend she actually has a job she's not unemployed and homeless like me so she could only come and visit on the weekends and as you may have been able to tell like this weekend we're not at shore for a lot of them it looked like it was going to work out in panama no longer so oh well costa rica i wipe my hands with the i am done moving on one thing about taking a watch overnight, a lot of people ask us about uh, the watches and who watches the boat overnight. Does somebody have to be at the helm at all times? How do you guys sleep? Well, fun fact, when there's four of us on the boat, we all take three-hour shifts, and that just rotates 24 hours a day, seven days a week, like clockwork. I take the 6 to 9 a.m. and p.m. shift. My dad takes the 9 to 12 shift a.m. and p.m., Alan takes over from 12 to 3, and then Chris takes 3 to 6, and there we're back at it. With four people, it's quite nice, because you're three hours on, nine hours off. That's enough time to get a full night's rest, do a full day's worth of work, or whatever you want in between. So when the sun goes down, which now that we're getting more south, it's starting to go down earlier and earlier every day. Uh, it gets dark really quickly, and on a cloudy day like this with no moon, it stays dark. Now, when it's dark and you're out in the middle of the ocean with nothing but your thoughts to keep you company, I don't know if you start to see things or if your mind starts to hallucinate things, but I've been seeing some pretty weird things recently at night. I was sitting exactly where I'm sitting now at the helm, looking out at the night sky, and I swear to God, I saw the brightest flash of light that I have ever seen in my entire life in the night sky it wasn't a shooting star because it didn't streak it was just a single point that originated in the sky and flashed as bright as a flashlight in my eyes 
it took up a very big chunk of the sky and then just like it came it disappeared and diminished so I don't know what it was it, it, it the closest thing that I know of that I could describe it to would be a supernova happening when a sun explodes but those are very rare and I can't imagine if that happened I wouldn't have read about it in the news or anything I tried to look up what this flash of light could have been because it was so out of the ordinary but I saw nothing. So if any astrophysicists or scientists or astronomers uh, are listening to the podcast, could you please DM us at Between Holes and tell me what that might have been? There was another instance a few nights later, no, earlier than the supernova, where I was sitting and right next to the boat, I heard very localized splashing. Now, I know this is more unlikely, but I kind of heard multiple tentacles splashing up and down in the water and it was very big and it was not the normal crashing of waves it sounded like a bunch of fat kids were cannonballing off the side of the boat into the water in rapid succession one after the next and I have no idea what it could have been could I have been making it up it was an otherwise calm night it was could my brain just have needed stimulus and that's what it decided to give me again i don't know there have been other nights where i swear to you i've heard things on the boat i've went around and checked everything has been asleep everybody's been asleep but i've heard footsteps i've heard knocking i've heard the fishing rod go off in the middle of the night when i know full well and then i've gone down and checked that the fishing rod is stowed and we're not dragging a line I don't know, man. Maybe it's all this time at sea, but I think I'm maybe starting to go crazy. Song of the day today is going to be by Coldplay. It's going to be him for the weekend because as the weekend ends, it's Sunday, and this song makes me a little happy. So is there a song that makes you happy when you think you're starting to go insane, starting to go crazy? Him for the weekend by Coldplay sure does for me. Here it is live on the Between Holes podcast. That was him for the weekend by Coldplay on the Between Holes podcast. I can no longer eat Serrano ham. Now, we've had three days of very bad weather where I've gotten seasick on the boat. And as a result, on those days, I am immobile and my dad cooks all of my meals for me. His favorite food is an English muffin with cream cheese topped with Serrano ham. So it's no surprise on all three days where he had to make my food for me, I ate an English muffin with cream cheese topped with Serrano ham. I tried to eat an English muffin with cream cheese topped with Serrano ham this morning, just for old good time's sake. The smell and taste of the Serrano ham nearly made me vomit. I, in some twisted turn of fates, have ruined one of the finest delicacies of food that exists in the world, and I just don't know what to do. Things that only happen at sea. How about that? Anyway... That's all I have today. Until tomorrow on the Between Holes podcast, when we get to Golfito, Costa Rica and take a much-needed land break, I'm going to say peace.